We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Little Legends Podcast is a Prediction Esports production. Support us by subscribing to the Prediction Esports Podcast channel on your favorite podcast provider. Hey guys, welcome back to Little Legends Podcast, episode number 20. I am your host, Blevins. Joining me as always is Boop. Hey. And joining us today, special guest, Deef Erickson. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Thank you much. I am doing well. Thanks for coming on. And let's just start it out. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of a... We're going to do a little bit of a... A little, a little off show here, a little, little, little off the beaten path. We only got a little bit of news to talk about. We'll talk about the 9.24B patch, all that good stuff. Uh, but we want to talk about Super League Gaming, which we'll get to in just a bit, because that's where you're from, Deef. The Super League, True. not just any league. It's where I am right now. That's where, I thought you were in the Baron Pit right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're hiding uh, in the bush, uh, waiting <laughs> to steal my goods. Yeah, I bet rent, um, uh, renter's insurance there must be pretty rough uh, due to all the constant damage that is being poured onto it. <laughs> Considering that the residents uh, die literally every second. Yeah. yeah, what's it like to be surrounded by constant death and turmoil? <laughs> uh, it's just another day at the office. Yeah, yeah, that's no, that's so these sports, are right? The, are the offices in Detroit? <laughs> okay, no, uh, little, little too deep on the political commentary there. I'll do a little bit of housekeeping here uh, before we get into it. Of course, we are a prediction esports podcast. P R W E D I C T I O N. Uh, make sure you're checking us out there on Spotify and iTunes if you're not already. You can also be like one of the crazy 
people like Dr. Pepper, who's at the $25 level on our Ooh. Patreon, but you can also be a more reasonable human being <laughs> and uh, be pretty much at any level that you want over patreon.com slash the legends podcast. And uh, so logistically next week is uh, right in the heart of the holidays. So we're not going to have a regular show. It's going to be tough to do that. So I've got a little bit of an idea here for what to do. I might record a little thing that's just a collaboration uh, or a, 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 a collection of what everyone's TFT holiday wishes are for the new year. What do you want uh, Mort, Mort Claus to bring you in the new year for TFT? Uh if if you've got some ideas, what do you want to see? You want to see spectator client? Do you want to see tier? Do you want to see four tier units? Do you want to see new champions? Let us know in the Discord, discordme legends podcast, uh, in the show suggestions. I'm going to collect those and just talk about them. Have a little little real casual uh, show next week for the holiday. Deef, is there anything off the top of your head that you would want for? Uh, more more to clause to bring you in the new year for tft oh i you you nailed it spectator client oh 100%. yeah that's number one on my <laughs> Give me list that spectator as well. client <laughs> yeah that is uh that is the number one thing i'd like if that's not going to come the more simple thing is when you're spectating right now i would like the health bar colors of the units match health bar of uh little legend so it's yes. a little easier to tell who is who without memorizing. Yeah, that is, that is true when you're, yeah, the, the whole, spe- even in the game, the spectating is like, as a player is like, oh, wait, I'm, I click someone, but they're red now. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know, guys. I just remember my units. I don't know about you, but uh, you yeah. can remember your units, but when it's, you die and are my, looking yeah. at someone else, <laughs> I, know. I know, I know I'm being facetious this holiday season. Um, no. So what I want, I know you didn't ask, but what I want... I was about to, uh, but I figured you... But I knew you better than that. I knew you would just answer. I I know, right? Because what I want from more is more attention. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) To be a part of the League Partner Program. Um... I, I mean, like, I think the easy one is uh, is, is the spectator client. So I, let me see if I can come up with something like from out of left field. Oh, oh, you know what I think would be super cool? A unit that takes up two hexes. Oh, that's true. That would be really cool. Shouldn't shouldn't that be Malphite? I mean, is a mountain? I know, right? But I was also thinking maybe like Zion Rakan could be really cool. Or uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, that makes like, sense. Since the board is bigger, like it would be. Or like Zach, for example, could do something like that. But uh, I think it's something that they can maybe experiment with in a future set. It's uh, yeah. not out of the running, but I think that could be super cool. Uh, what I want is for them to, in just any way, as little or as big, to just make a mention to how the little legends taste. I just, <laughs> I need. <laughs> I just want a little nod. <laughs> Oh yeah, okay, so Deef, there is a pretty pretty large history of us discussing what little legend tastes the best. We usually revisit it. It started on Thanksgiving. The, <laughs> we usually revisit it at the end like of the podcast. Um, and now that I know you're uncomfortable by it, we're definitely gonna talk about it. We're certainly going to be spending uh, an yeah, extended 100% period of time. going to be talking about it. Um, what I, oh, I, I, I want to know how they taste. I wanna know 
how you would prepare each one individually. Ooh. Oh, no, no, no. We talked about that. Would you fillet and grill? Would you well, maybe a little... Well, some of the little legends are closer to, like, kinder eggs, while some of them are closer to, like, jerky. Like, this is... We, we've got it covered. We, we've got it covered, and we'll cover We've even it. got, like, the emotions of how the little legend is feeling. No, them. no, uh, no. We're not getting... We're not going down that rabbit hole yet. But, but, Blev, but, Blev, I'm surprised you didn't ask for that beard synergy. I mean, it... I'm 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 gonna wait for it. It'll be on my list. It's, the thing is, is, if you say things out loud, they might not come true. So that's how a birthday wish works. So that's how a I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but get get your submissions in. I want to read them out and talk about them uh, for next week. Just in in the holiday spirit, it'll probably be a short show. I'll probably be somewhere. I'll probably sound like garbage on a different mic on a laptop in a closet that I'm hiding in. Uh, but it'll be great. It'll be great. Um, but let's move on here and let's talk uh, to the man of the hour here, Deef Erickson, who is from Super League Gaming. I just want to know, I guess, just let, let's just talk about it. Get it out of the way. What what in the world is Super League Gaming for those of us who don't know? And how is it related to TFT? I have no idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, me? Uh, Super, <laughs> League, no. um, Super League is a place for uh, amateur gamers. Um, really, I should say, amateur gamers anywhere uh, to connect, put simply. So if you are looking just to get into sports, but you've never done that, this is a great place to get your foot, whether you want to play in uh, easier, less stressful competitions or major city versus city competition. You know, you put on a jersey ship. We've even flown people out to L.A. to like Red mm. Bull Studios for the best of the best. So there's all different levels. Uh, so whether you're looking for something that hardcore or maybe you just want to go to a game center city, meet other people that are down to play the games that you like to play. Uh, Super League is the place to do that. So that's it. Put rather. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, we were talking about it in the in the preview show or in the not the preview show, the pre-show. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually heard of Super uh, Super League uh, many years ago when you guys were actually back in the uh the movie theaters um yep. and i think you guys are doing league and you may have added clash royale i think a little bit later on um, yeah for the it, for the movie theaters it was league of legends we actually did minecraft yes and we did clash royale yes yes um so <clears throat> going from there i mean to me it makes sense why you'd want to do tft but what was kind of the thought process going uh you know from those games uh into tft and where you are now uh, it was pretty natural. Uh, so we love League of Legends here. I particularly am a massive Legends fanatic. Uh, as soon as I saw TFT was launched, I was one of the first few that would sit in those queues for <laughs> hours, 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 and uh, they would, and then they would patch, you know, during mm -hmm. the day. So suddenly everybody'd get kicked out. But uh, I'd be at work. My roommate would be home. So as soon as he was back, he would log me in. And get me into that <laughs> queue, and I get back from work, and it was on. So I've been, I was super into it right, right from the beginning. And as soon as I got it, uh, I work primarily in broadcast here at Super League. Uh, all I wanted to do was like, how, how do I, how do I broadcast? How do I run my own? Do it. So uh, that's one way we're involved. We're also now, um, like you said, we started movie theaters. Now we're in over a hundred gaming centers, um, U.S. and actually national. So uh, we have ways to basically have massive um, gaming centers. Some, some would call them land centers. 
So land v land or even country v country uh, TFT. So it's a pretty natural game. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, cool. Um, if I yeah. can hop in here yes, real quick. I was, so, was going to pass it over uh, you again. Yeah, I can you know read me. your mind, Boof. You can. You can. You, you, you saw like the Zach Galifianakis meme in front of my eyes. <laughs> so uh, I've worked in the gaming industry for a bit now, and I've been in the esports world. It's something that I've always curious about uh, with people who have their fingers in developing communities and developing things within esports is how you get people to buy in, right? You, you mentioned that you're, you're in 100 places, but how do you make is worthwhile for for you and your team and getting investors and getting um locations to buy in and actually do the things that you want to do to try to make esports better oh it's tough and i'm not as involved in those decisions um it's it's kind of different depending on who you're trying to sell to of course mm-hmm. um obviously with investors um and have a different uh uh want so for example, let's say you're trying to get a credit card by what you're trying to do. The way you're going to do that is convince them that you can get people to sign up, open credit cards. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's like all they want. So obviously with any sponsor, it's different. Um, with locations, it's usually just how are you going to bring people there? Uh, and uh, with gaming centers, it's pretty easy. I mean, we, when we with movie too, it's like during your off hours, we'll bring in a whole bunch of gamers to your movie theater play games and they will probably buy popcorn movie theaters are like that sounds great <laughs> you know we'll do that so <laughs> it's you just have to figure out the angle of yeah, who they the are and what they want mm-hmm. uh if anything the gamers might be the most difficult <laughs> oh really in. um yeah it, 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 it depends um because you have to convince a gamer why should i leave my house <laughs> true because true though true. um yeah why should i leave my house because at least and how there's been so many developments now uh i mean here we are on discord talking to each other mm. we very easily sit on and a lot of games will invest in building up their own eggs and they're on board and comfortable and food and even have to put on pants but you get to <laughs> have that gaming right there in the house uh so our value add is a few things Number one, I think Cordis has always been in-person events are better. Yeah. Um, and convincing people can be tough. Uh, it's something that just making that from just to try it once to go out to an area, uh, that's a big difference. Um, but once you do, you make friendships with people that you've never mm-hmm. seen before. And really beautiful stuff happens when you put gamers in, in, event, in venues together in person. So, for example, people have met their spouse at Super League events. Uh, we find that when we do in-person events, we get a lot more women to buy in. Uh, oh. Just because it's much more difficult to be toxic to the person you're sitting next to. <laughs> oh, um, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> it's true, though. But no, like, it is. We, it is. Like, um, we have, in terms of percentage, like a lot more women will show up to Super League events than just play, at least when you look percentage-wise, mm-hmm. than just play... League of Legends. Well, it's um, probably a uh, really good introductory type of atmosphere as well, right? Because you're with mm-hmm. a group of people. There's no pressure to really know anything that's going on. And when, like, you know, it's kind of like if you go to, like, a, a flesh sports game, you don't know the rules, but everyone else is cheering, and then you're like, yeah, yeah. this is a good thing! Wait, yeah. right? like, Wait the energy a what? So- a what sports? Sure. Flesh sports, the name of my college store. 
And we got there. <laughs> um, and then uh, another thing is uh, we have a we, we have a deal in in land centers now. So uh, we hooked up with a, a company called GG Circuit that develops the software that most of these gaming centers will use on their PCs that track your hours, track the games, and whatnot. Uh, so the other incentive is just if you spend time at these gaming centers playing, you get something called SP, and then you can use that SP to buy stuff from our prize vault. Uh, oh, that's I think sweet. I think one of those I think one of those things might even be me personally shoutcasting like a VOD. So it's like nice. anywhere from there to like Logitech G gear, depending on what your fancy is. That is pretty sweet. That, that's actually awesome. really awesome. Well, how did you get involved in wanting to be involved, right? So like you had to make a decision and say, you know what? Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be involved with Super League specifically. I'm gonna help out, and I'm gonna lend my voice and my talents to mm-hmm. growing this certain esports. So, what what kind of got you involved? Because I'm a caster too, and okay. I love hearing kind of uh, like the me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love hearing like the origin stories of how people people start because it's not usually like i've been a, i've wanted to be a caster my whole life right that's not oh. because it's not been around our whole lives right so no. what kind of made you make the decision to jump into the deep end uh very funny actually um and i wonder how familiar it'll be to you but uh before i worked for super league i would freelance for ad agencies uh-huh uh which w- i was essentially a professional googler <laughs> um <laughs> Seriously, so what I would do is I would collect found footage that would be used in ads. So particularly, I worked on like shot on iPhone stuff, and a lot of those like OK Google commercials. If you ever seen them, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, it's just footage that was found on YouTube, and I would find that stuff. Uh, so I did all that sort of stuff, and then I got forwarded an email from a buddy from Super League. They were just looking for beta testers for League of Legends City Champs Season One, which is in movie theaters, City v City. It was only in four cities. So, but I didn't know that yet. They're just like, come, we're going to pay you $50 to come play in a movie theater. I was like, great. <laughs> I w- at that point, I was Diamond 4 in League or something. This was when there were still five. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. Was, let's see. This was 2016 or 2017. Um, so I show up in a movie theater. I do a beta test. It's fun. Uh, I do another. I do another. And then they email the beta tester saying, hey, we're looking to hire Action Squad which are our boots on the ground, uh, the people who staff our events, uh, at least the ones that need staffing. Uh, movie theater ones definitely did. A lot of setup, a lot of tournament admin that need to be done, a lot of tech support. Uh, so I was like, ah, that sounds fun. I can work evenings and just do video game tournaments. Super cool. I didn't know much that much about Super League. I didn't know that much about esports, anything. Uh, and based on my interview, they, I got the job. Uh, somebody just decided that I would probably be the best person to be on the mic and MC the event. So it was not a, it was not on my own volition. I just kind of said, this seems like a fun opportunity to work nights. And they just put a microphone in my head and hand and said, go. Uh, so that was what I did. And then the game started and I just started, I, I had good knowledge of the game at that point. I'd watched so much LCS obsessively and, you know, I was a diamond support main, so... My game knowledge was above par, and that was all I did. I just started shouting stuff, and <laughs> people were like, you're not bad at that. And then one person in who's playing that season, his name is Mad Magical. He's now uh, mostly my casting partner. Uh, he was casting for a bunch of different leagues, primarily one called Compete League, uh, that he then said, hey, you should sign up for this. Uh, I never actually got a chance to cast for Compete League because then I just got hired by Super League full-time, and now I'm a caster. 
That's awesome. Are you color or play by play? Uh, I typically prefer color. Uh-huh. Uh, but depending on situations, I will do both. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Yeah, because uh, I, I really I'm Super League's house caster. So I will, mold, yeah, I will mold yeah. to whatever situation needs <laughs> to happen. Excuse me, sir. May I have the well caster, please? Um, I'm, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> it's, yeah, you only get well caster on happy hour. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> only from three to six. After that, he has to choose color or play by play. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing, because like when, you know, Blev and I cast or when I'm cast in Overwatch, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, in Overwatch, it's like very stay in your lane. Right. So like in different kind of organizations and in different kinds of situations, the style might uh, develop itself. So in your opinion, what would you describe like your style as? And because we have to ask this question, to all casters is like if you're just starting out, right, because TFT is a new game. Right. So there's going to mm-hmm. be new oh, talent that's going to be able <laughs> there's going to be a new talent that might be able to come in and start cutting their teeth on some initial casting. Uh, yeah. especially if they're trying to get into other auto battlers or other card games, what advice would you, uh, would you give them in terms of how to get started and what you're like and how to develop a brand and style? Yeah. So I'll, I'm going to go back. Cause at first, I think you asked kind of more like what my brand, what my niche is. Yeah. Um, I think I try to, and I would say that the, at least the LCS caster that I uh, try to emulate the most would be Kobe. Um, in that Kobe. I just want to, yeah, oh, dude, I love Kobe. So uh, I'm not necessarily trying to be the Azale, where he's more of like a caster's caster. Same with like a Papa Smithy too, where it doesn't matter how good you are at the game, how smart you are. When you listen to those guys cast, they're always going to teach you something. I'm not going to do that necessarily. My job, I see as I see it, is to just try to make you have as much fun watching the game as possible by being so genuinely enthusiastic about what I'm watching. Uh, and conveying that through commentary such Mm -hmm. that it's like i'm just your best friend that's sitting next to you and we're watching sports together and i'm just like that oh yeah that's that dude i really like to watch sports with because he has such a good time and i would say that that's what i aim for um and then as another thing with super league since we're doing amateur and a lot of times we have people that aren't necessarily um experts in the field uh sometimes it's even like parents of kids that are playing or wives or spouses or have no clue what's going on mm. <laughs> i always try to have an angle where i'm explaining things such that i'm not talking to like you know that top one percent audience mm-hmm. i'm trying to uh like, broaden the horizon and and make this something that like even if you've never watched video games before try to make it somewhat digestible and entertaining uh then the second part you said for new people um i'd say one thing you can do is um, try to figure out what you like about casting and particularly look at casters that you admire, figure out why you admire them. Um, sometimes it's what they talk about. Sometimes it's cadence, honestly. It's like, cause it's just like a rhythmic thing that you just enjoy uh, and try to identify those things and then emulate those and not all the way, but like if you can figure out what makes somebody good at something and then mm-hmm. start doing it yourself. Honestly, very similar to like getting better at TFT. It's just like watch the best players play, see what comps they're using, just start playing those comps. And then once you get familiar with those things, you can figure out how to start tweaking them to your own. So just because, you know, you're watching Hafu play uh, Soulbound Light mm-hmm. a certain way, where she, I lost last night, she put like, you know, three giant slayers 
on Lucian, and it was nasty. <laughs> it's pretty um, good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, and then, so, you know, first you just try to copy it exactly, and you do that a few times, and then you can start saying, well, what if I do this? And you start tweaking things and making it your own. It's like that in so many things, and just like in casting, just figure out why you like it, what you like about it, emulate somebody who's better at it than you, and then from there, tweak and figure out how to make it your own. Cool. Because you really just have to, you got to be, you got to be you and you got to be authentic. Otherwise, uh, you're just yep. not going to be compelling. Yep. Emulate. Tactically, uh, tactically steal is what I like to say to <laughs> yeah. up-and-comers, right? Just I, like, I don't say tactically like, crouch to. Um, it, it's really important because uh, you, you, you speak on a lot of stuff that uh, Blev and I have talked about in our casting, right? It's mm-hmm. like um, you have to be entertaining and educational and how you define yourself. You got to lean into it, right? Like. You have to know what you're good at and build upon your strengths. Um, but there are people who are going to be better than you, and you can emulate, but don't imitate, right? If you ever lose yourself or you sound like someone else, they, that person already exists, right? Like, why? what's differentiating you uh, to get hired for this particular event? Um, but anyway, um, as I get further into the weeds, uh, one, more, one more quick one on this casting thing. How long have you been doing it for? Um... Well, so I was doing it in venue for Super League for a year uh, on and off. But that was very different because it's not casting in the traditional sense. I mean, I stood mm-hmm. up there with a microphone in a movie theater solo. Like, you're, first you're emceeing and just, like, welcoming people into events and giving announcements. And then you're solo casting games for hours. So it actually gave me a lot of bad habits in casting that I had to work out because mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't used to casting with somebody else. Um, so you're just doing your play-by-play and then you break it down yourself and then you go play-by-play and it's, it's very rough. Um, then when I got here, I my original job was just to uh, hire and train other action squad. So I didn't do it for a while until we did a big Red Bull event. And on the day of the event, they uh, decided like, hey, we'll just put you on the desk. And then I casted for six hours. And from that moment on, they're like, okay, that's your job now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so about... I want to say about a year and a half I've been uh, casting and producing professionally. That's awesome. Um, one other question about casting, um, uh, something that Boop and I have talked about and have experimented with some of the events that we've casted is the actual casting format for TFT. We've done... Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit weird, but, and we've done... Uh, the TriCast where we had essentially like almost like a host and then two like half color, half like it, and it worked out kind of well. I just, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts if, if you've done that before or it, like for TFT specifically, what you think about that. For, for TFT specifically, um, just because it's, it's a different genre of game, it's very weird. I don't think there's obviously no um, set style yet on mm-hmm. the more professional ones. They really do just kind of put two colors that just sit and talk about mm-hmm. it more like you're casting hearthstone or poker mm-hmm. almost. And it's just like two knowledgeable voices that just kind of talk and give their opinions because you don't need that super hype play by play. Right. Like you do with league of legends. Um, when, uh, we do our own TFT tournaments, I pl- I cast with a guy named cage in the rage. Um, and he typically will actually get real hype on the play by play during, mm-hmm. uh, the battles, which is hilarious because, you know, TFT battles are really funny. <laughs> True. Uh, so having somebody attempt to play-by-play play them is 
pretty funny. Obviously, it's not going to be the same way with like in Korean where they're just shouting out all the ability names. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I think in the end, it probably will go more towards that just poker style. The host thing is interesting, um, but uh, the problem with a tri-cast is it's so much easier for people to start talking over each other. So you mm-hmm. really all need, like what I've learned with TriCast is like you need to be sitting next to each other and you need a really strong host. Uh, this is what I, another thing I learned from Magical. It's all about hand signals. Like you got the host and they're talking and they might be doing like sort of play-by-play. And then when a color wants to jump in, you just like take your hand and you put it on the desk and they'll acknowledge you and, mm-hmm. and you can have a really clean passing off. Yeah. And I think that could work for TFT really well. Uh, but... My guess is that the future will mostly evolve to pretty much two colors that just sit and discuss mm-hmm. and very little hype and mostly like you're watching poker. You bring up poker actually makes me think cuz poker depending on the broadcast, but poker mm-hmm. like the World Series of Poker like the OG 2003 Lon McCarran uh Norman Chad is a a different format because Lon is the down the line play by play, and then Norman is literally just saying jokes. Like part of it is like actual casting, and then it's like and literally you could do that with like TFT. Jokes. yeah. I'm, I, you could boob, totally do boob, that with TFT. I think we have some brainstorming. To do, but. Yeah, <laughs> we, don't worry, man. We got that under control. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and you know, I actually do want to provide a little bit of a counterpoint. Um, because if you do a TriCast, right, I, I understand that it's like beneficial to be next to each other, right? But instead of being, I, I think what that really speaks more Boop's to... just trying to say he doesn't want to be next to me, and he's just being... Um, yeah, I mean, a little <laughs> bit. But what I'm, what I'm actually trying to say is that, like, well... So I've been casting for, like, four years now. Um, mm-hmm. I got my start in Hearthstone, um, and I've been doing it for a bit, and I'm kind of old hat at this point in time. And what I noticed about the TriCast, because the only time I've ever done one was for TFT. Cruise and it works really, really, really well because, one, there's a lot of really good dead space to where I think sometimes when two people on a game like TFT are talking, even if they're good casters, the direction of it can be a little bit more improved. And if you get a host who is strong and facilitating, yeah. um, it's more about that inherent trust that is increased by being next to each other, right? Mm-hmm. And knowing the cues of your casting partners because when i did it with kenobi and blev i me as a person because i i like hang out with them a lot i kind of know what they want to talk about and i know their idiosyncrasies and i know how they are gonna want to talk about this it's just kind of like that like little gentle tap on the butt like okay guys it's time to talk about this now because it's important now and um it felt really really good to have kind of like that conductor right i think there can be a place for it I just think that it's kind of like, and this is me being a, a rebel a little bit. Casting's so new, right? And when it mm-hmm. when it comes to like learning an instrument, there is a standard way of a, a, a couple standard ways of doing it, right? If you're going to learn a violin, you're going to do it Suzuki, or you're going to do it some other method. Okay, we right? know you're a music music major, but yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. need to but keep what flexing. I, what, I, what I'm trying <laughs> to say is that like in casting, since it's new, no one's really decided how any of it really goes right mm-hmm. we know that play by especially in esports because we're taking so much from traditional sports right on how to do our jobs that i'd like to open it up a little bit more to some more risk taking because i feel like sometimes we're kind of stuck in our lanes when you hear something like that what would be like what's your response to that because i think there's room for it but we're just so used to the 
the two people casting and just two people here, two people there, um, mm-hmm. that it might just be a little too jarring to add a third person. I think for I think there's totally space for a third person, and you get a lot of the strengths that you just mentioned, uh, particularly just having somebody whose sole job is to guide the conversation and also to just get the most out of the colors, and that's something that you know a host is really really good at, and and also just like good play by plays uh, in particular. Uh, the thing that's really nice about having two people, and a lot of times why tricasts are saved typically for bigger momentum. Yeah, games, like for like finals about, and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that um, it's probably weird for a lot of people who uh, aren't familiar with the casters, don't even know, can't identify them by mm-hmm. voice or whatever. Just handling two people is much easier than handling three. Mm-hmm. And, and I know this just from, like, if I started listening to a new podcast that has three hosts, I might not necessarily be able to identify who's talking. Mm-hmm. Because two of the three sound kind of similar and maybe they're both named, you know, whatever. There's like a John and a John and a Tommy. And it's like, I don't know who's who I get their points and I don't, but I can't like put the name to the voice yet mm-hmm. because I haven't been listening for a while with two voices. It's definitely a lot easier for that new person to just kind of like grasp these two different personalities. Uh, so that could be a way to come at it just for the new viewer, but for the experienced viewer, um, there's, I think there's a lot more room for growing, but that's also, I'm, I have no idea. Maybe that new viewer, maybe we throw like five people in, and that new viewer has a great time. I, I it's don't like know. a Knights of the Round Table situation. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, I do <laughs> think there's ye, diminishing returns ye. at some point, but that's <laughs> that's why. Okay. Maybe instead of casting for TFT tournaments, you just put all eight players on a live Discord call, and, th- and that's the commentary. There'd be too much swearing and complaining about. <laughs> well, see, when I when, when, when I do the TriCast, I just do a cartoon voice so that everyone knows that there's a, th- a mm. third person who's probably not human on the call as well. <laughs> um, but let's move on here a little bit. Uh, and I wanted to sort of round out this interview portion with just just let us know, like, where what what's going on in TFT Super League right now? Where and when can people see it? What, let, let's get those details. Totally. Um, so right now, every Thursday, we run what's called City Exhibitions Teamfight Tactics. Uh, so we will have our um, episode six. So we do an eight-episode run. I'll explain why in a second. Episode six will be this Thursday. Uh, it starts 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific. And what we do is we pick seven reps from seven different Super League cities and just throw them in a lobby together. They play three rounds. Uh, and then pretty typical with TFT, depending on how you place, you get points, whereas mm-hmm. the most points at the end wins. Uh, we give RP to the top three spots, and then we do seven because there's no spectator client. Uh, and there's really two ways you could do TFT right now. Mm-hmm. One is to have eight people play and stream you their views, mm-hmm. and you switch around Twitch rival style. We, are the, we do it where we're the eighth player. We sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over three games, the gold that you get give away for free is pretty minimal because everybody gets it. And that way we can just like click around and we right. can zoom in like, who do we want to watch? Blah, 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 da, da, da. Uh, you get the game chat too, which is fun. And um, <laughs> over three rounds, it's fine. Uh, and then the top seven from our like seven episode run will then play against each other on eight for uh, double uh, RP. What uh, are the seven cities? Can you do them all off the top of your head? 
Uh, well, it's of sixteen, but of I can 16, give you all. Our, okay. I can give you all our sixteen off the top of my head and their team names. Actually, let's see: uh, Los Angeles Shockwaves, San Francisco Ionics, Seattle Siege, Las Vegas Wild Cards, Denver Drakes, um, Phoenix Blaze, uh, Dallas Dynamite, uh, Houston Blast. Uh, Chicago Force, Philadelphia Spectres, Washington, D.C. Conspirators, New York Fury, Boston Revolt, uh, Atlanta Bashers, uh, Tampa Bay Dungeoneers, and Miami Menace. Ah, that's nice. 16. Congratulations. I don't know if I can remember 16 of anything. So um, I can't even remember have, the I've first had a, 16 numbers. I've had a lot of practice. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so this is actually a really good follow-up because I'm from Denver. Uh, so cool. like, if I wanted Wait, to get before, involved. Before you get into that, Boop. Why is there no Buffalo team? I am enraged right now. Um, if you were to, if I were to get involved in Denver, um, uh-huh. where, um, like how would I, how would I like uh, get in, get in with you guys, right? So like, I'm just like, I'm interested in this. I heard about Super League. Oh, I have a team. What should be like my next couple steps? Um, really, your first step is just go to SuperLeague.com um, and and figure it out from there. Right now, most of our events are focused either online at home or um, at a gaming center uh, where we run uh, GG Circuit. So you would just find the closest gaming center to you. Basically, you put in your zip code, your address, you'll find a place to go. Um, and from there, it totally depends on what's coming up. Right now, um, I, we have, let's see. Uh, I mean, it's not as uh, uh, compelling as uh, what I was talking about with like City Champs. Uh, that stuff is coming up you know, soon, TM. But uh, <laughs> we do have, at least with TFT, uh, weekly leaderboard challenges. So you'd find your land center, you'd go, you play TFT there. Um, and then based on, I can actually look up the scoring right now of how this works. So if you play, if you link like your Super League account and the land center account, you're playing at that uh, gaming center and you play ranked TFT uh, based on where you land. So if you hit first, you get eight points, second, seven points all the way down. And then based on your rank, uh, you get a multiplier. So like if you're challenger, we just, multiply all your points by five hmm. etc so that you know that way you don't just smurf and play iron and get right. you know first a bunch uh mm-hmm. you get a lot more points if you're playing on your main and your high ranked mm-hmm. and uh whoever has the most points at the end gets uh sp which you then use for vault prizes cool that's really cool i mean it's not cool that there's no buffalo team which i will keep harping on until there is one but i'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll work on it for you okay i'm yeah <laughs> hit me up i, I will actually tft city champs i'm you know I'm, uh, I'll work for, on it, for all th- three of you in buffalo hey. who really want that <laughs> but we are bigger than most people so <laughs> no there's a, hey you there, specifically or yes buffalo? me and Deathblow, who is my co-host <laughs> for high noon podcast and is also a all tft right. caster are two of the biggest people in esports period just too, physically too much, uh, beef on wax yeah beef on wax yeah oh yeah it's uh it, it's good stuff but uh I can't believe you said you're two of the biggest people in esports we are physically like literally the big we are that is a that is a technically true statement not in terms yeah, of yeah. following or influence or anything relevant but in terms that's of like physical a, that's mass like a, that's like a slant lie we are you know, like they're slant rhymes <laughs> <laughs> almost yeah kind no, of no, no. yeah just it's, like how you're the number one blevins on twitch that is that might actually be true as well that uh, might also te- <laughs> be technically true which is the best kind of true uh but <laughs> that's good i super league is something that's really cool I, if it was in buffalo i probably would be super super into it but we talked about it in the pre-show that my closest one is well, like 
No, so there's um, at least what it was for City Champs. Uh, mm-hmm. There is no Buffalo team, but I bet you there is a gaming center that we're active in closer to you. Um, that Probably. is what we've been spending our, the most recent time on is mm-hmm. because before when we were doing movie theaters, it's like, well, we can only be in 16 movie theaters. Now we're in hundreds of gaming centers. Mm-hmm. And now that we have, we're as we're rolling out through more and more gaming centers, mm-hmm. the possibilities of what we can do in terms of, you know, location versus location um, competition mm-hmm. is rapidly expanding so i would just go to superleague.com and, so and stay tuned for could be i can be that platinum ringer that everyone's looking for on their team on their pro teams but that's awesome guys make sure you do check that out and we are going to be back right after the break talking about the brand new b patch 9.24 we'll be right back stick around if you want another way to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash littlelegendspodcast and become a patron today. We've got all sorts of goals and tiers available, and we're open to suggestions as to what the other tiers should be. We'll be putting exclusive content. We'll be putting exclusive content, videos, and other things on the Patreon, as well as giving you early looks at projects that we're working on. Head over to patreon.com slash littlelegendspodcast right now. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the break. We're going to jump right back into it with 9.24 B patch. This is a big, big B patch. Uh, Mort did say on the stream, the B is for big. Uh, <laughs> Mort said this is going to be one of the bigger uh, B patches just because the holidays are coming up and they wanted to get the... They really wanted to get the uh, the patch. Uh, they wanted to get the game in a good spot so that while we're playing all this time over the holidays, that we're not complaining incessantly about Twitter or about it. On uh, I'm Twitter. sure. I'm sure we still will be. Uh, absolutely, but hopefully, hopefully a little bit less. Um, so we'll start it out here. Um, Mort actually did a stream yesterday. Uh, you can actually check out his YouTube. I'll put I'll post the link to his YouTube channel if you want to watch the whole video. Uh, but we've got the slides from that. So they're nerfing three star scaling. So um, instead of uh, the health and uh, attack damage values from two star to three star being two x. It's now going to be 1.8x for those values. So, for example, uh, a three-star Nasus is going uh, a, a Nasus is going to go from 650, 1170, 2340 HP to 650, 1170, 2106 HP. So that's like what a 200-ish health nerf for three-star, mm-hmm. and then AD. Uh, he's losing 18, so almost 20 attack damage. Uh, on tier three, um, I think th- this this is might be one of the bigger ones, like in general for the game in terms of the nerf here. Uh, what what did you think about this one, Deef? This is like like being like, hey, uh, hyper rolling, mm, not as good anymore. Yeah, um, we'll see. I don't know if they're taking it too far. It's really tough for me to like really look at those values and mm-hmm. know. Um, how it's going to affect. I obviously have to play around with it or just watch people that are much better at it than I am mm-hmm. uh, tell me what they think. But um, it, it's always a problem when it becomes the dominant strategy. And it happened with set one, too, mm-hmm. when people were just like, dude, just go like PD Morello Garen mm-hmm. and three star that. And <laughs> you just start winning. And, and when it becomes the dominant strategy and like the best way to win, it's mm-hmm. obviously a problem. And I think with the whole egg roll thing, it's kind of was doing that for a bit. So 
they had to figure out a way around it. I, I actually prefer the name Golden Army um, mm. yep. <laughs> when you have your, all your three stars. But uh, I think it was too strong. I think it does have to be nerfed. Uh, I just don't know if this is going to be too much or too little. It just needs to be a strategy and not the strategy. Mm-hmm. Boop, what do you think? <laughs> You know, we actually we got the opportunity to talk about this the last time there was kind of like a no B patch, less B patch situation about mm-hmm. what is like the correct way to play team fight tactics, right? Like what is mm-hmm. the original like what is the strategy that you're gonna try to learn when you first start? What will statistically be the best strategy? You know, this, this, and this, especially since uh hyper rolling is so interactive like with the board and it, it requires a lot of it requires a lot of knowledge of the game to do well so i like the i like the idea of hyper rolling being in the game because i don't feel like it ever really got as toxic as the cassassin back in set Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. because yeah exactly because (laughs) because getting a three star should feel really rewarding right because when you choose the hyper roll is is almost like a feeling sometimes, right? Yeah, like there are strategies that are like after round three, three, or after Krugs, you know, hyper roll until you get to 10. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can do that, but sometimes the lobby doesn't let you, right? And I'm not sure the hyper roll comps were. I know egg roll can't is good, right? But I'm not sure any of those comps were necessarily like walking all over the other ones if that makes sense mm-hmm. there were just a lot of hyper roll comps right so right. what do you do do you nerf comps or do you nerf a strategy and this time around they're trying the strategy side of it um and i can definitely see this being adjusted as time goes on because uh a character like nasus losing over 200 hp is mm-hmm. is nutty right yeah. and yep. so like why at that point spend your extra i mean for nasus it's three gold right but for everyone else um spend that extra gold take three star unit when it's diminishing returns anyway um it might make that a little harder to do but the other side of that equation right because i love arguing myself is the <laughs> fact that it will force other strategies right okay mm-hmm. if we take hyper rolling out what will be the next thing are we going to move into what you know shapeshifters was in the last patch which was or, or uh or uh nobles where you just were <laughs> yeah. rich right like the whole time you had to get mm-hmm. to like 70 gold and like stay up there right mm-hmm. Um, or will we find out that hyper rolling was one of the better ways of playing the game? This is how we're going to do it. So um, whatever it is, whether I agree with it or not, we'll learn uh, what hyper rolling really means to us after this, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, totally makes sense. Yeah. One one thing that Mort actually mentioned in the stream was this is not specific they've actually been talking about this for a little while it's so it's not specifically targeting egg roll although it obviously affects Mm -hmm. egg roll in a big way and and a lot of the other comps that are hyper rolling in a big way but what it does allow them to do is it opens up more space to actually expand upon the abilities so if they just standardize the uh the hp and ad jump from one to two star as well as two to three star like you're still kind of keeping your tiers. It's like, do you want a three star? Like, where in the like unit tier, the raw unit tier list, do you want a three star Nasus mm-hmm. or a three star Renekton to be? Is it above mm-hmm. a two star brand? Is it above like like where does that fit? And I think you know, especially with Renekton before this patch, it was like Renekton was like a top five unit at at three star. Um, a top five reasonable unit like it was better than a lot of or arguably all of the like tier two 
four cost units. So they probably don't want that. So now it's like, okay, now you're, you're, it's, it's, it's rounding off the top of that. So your Nasus and your, um, you know, whatever one cost tier three unit is not automatically going to be your hyper carry in the late game. It's like, well, I'm just going to be getting these and collecting them the whole game. And that's going to be my hyper carry. It's like they can still serve a role. They can still be a strong unit. Maybe it's as good as a, uh, two star four cost unit or something like that um mm-hmm. or close to it so um i it really depends on what they want to do but they can they could even like make the abilities for the three star more unique like if they gave like tier three renekton was like a big like an expanded range or something or tier three <laughs> NASA, like, it's like, like uh mobile game ads on youtube level zero i look yeah. like this <laughs> level 25 i'm bigger and at level 50 i have big hair right, right? It, it, it's it, it's yeah. they could do something like that where it's like now like you get an added bonus or something for it instead of just stats because like the other day like if you want to win and min max like yes stats are good for you but like it would be mm-hmm. cool if like if you got because like, it, it feels cool to me though it, it'll never happen like uh, well, the the Malphite could happen, but like Malphite does a thousand damage with this alt at tier three now. Yeah, which I want to see, by the way. Um, oh, me too. I the- want to see Mage Cap like in the Malphite double ult. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I want to see. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, just to, to follow up on I and I think Boop really did say it best here is that it should feel really good to three star something. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, and in set one too, it's like there are some units that had felt really good to three star, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like, what's even the point? Right. Like, why should I three star Ivern? Like, do I do I really like how much do I really get out of it? It's like kind of cool, but it's like the difference between a three star Ivern and a three star Renekton, depending on your comp, right. is pretty sizable. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's just like, and they're both you know low tier units, but it no matter what they do, it should feel really cool. And that's kind of why I like what you just brought up with the Malphite and the thousand damage ult. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel really good mm-hmm. to three star Malphite. And I mean, really good. <laughs> and it should, I don't know if it should be as that good for every unit, but right. it should, it should feel better to three star unit than it should to just like pick up brand. Right. I, I think like they can play around with like, just give it like a unique ability or something. Even if it's not like objectively, because like you just add stats to something. It's like, okay, it's very easy. Like this is better because it does more damage or stuns longer yeah. or what? Like it's called trundling it. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, but like maybe if three star Ivern gave three shields instead of one or something like that, that could be mm-hmm. a cool thing where it's like, okay, that's not objectively better. It's hard to like, it's not objectively better than a two star brand but it's giving well, you something Lulu completely did different. in set one did she do more units if she was tier three yeah she would she would upsy daisy more units oh i didn't even remember that i mean uh what's her name um god the plants zyra zyra, zyra. See, i'm remembering these I think, <laughs> you know you know what i meant when i said what's her name it was zyra obviously <laughs> Was that the was that the one I forgot last time too? Yeah, I was literally about to say that. This is like the fourth time you've forgotten Zyra's name, and you know it's because so funny. I always say, like, give him the plants. I, yeah, I always like re- think about like the fact of like this was a real person, right? And like you're at a party at this point in time, it's your fault, man. You know what I mean? Where you're like, she hey, how pla- do you spell you that? Plant lady. Uh, that's who I would. That's what I would call her in real life. Poison, is plant poison lady. ivy. Are you are you here? Um... Yeah, I think um, uh, what's really, really interesting about this is I'm not sure 
like when Cassassin was a thing, right? We all reacted to it when I yes. just said the word, right? Like it yeah. was, it I was brutal, favorably, right? By the way. Like it was, it, it is... was the only way to win. Exactly, exactly. And with... it's very similar to um, uh, Demon Bear too. It's yep. like yep. there were just these, and that oh. was very early on in TFT. But there were just Those these were comps the that like were so good that you had to force it, and whoever forced mm-hmm. it better won the room. And yep. that whoever just is, managed it's a really unhealthy. Yep. It's a really unhealthy way for, for TFT. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so now, I wonder if the thought process behind this is just saying, you know what? We've got a ton of three stars in in, in a lot of these lobbies. If you look at our, like, because uh, I think you're in our Discord now, if you look at our, like, uh, winning builds, you'll notice that, like, every team will have, like, three or four three stars, mm-hmm. right? Something like this might cause you to say you know what because there are so many three stars maybe that's why it doesn't feel as good right so let's Mm -hmm. limit the amount of three stars that people want to get because of the stat uh, differences so the ones that they do invest in inherently feel more rewarding right Mm -hmm. and so that could definitely be another way that they're they're looking at this but i love hyper rolling i mean who doesn't love pressing that re-roll bar true right (laughs) i mean we it's just it's like opening Pokemon cards, right? It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, no, no I just lost $1,000. Okay, I'll bet $1,000 on this next hand, make it all back. Right? Yeah. But I had a lot of fun spending that $1,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, now that um, you're... And there's no, like, compensation. That's the other thing that's a little confusing to me, right? That there, it's just nerfing three-star units. Mm-hmm. And, um, no compensation yet. Yeah, and I wonder if this will, like, oh, man, the questions I have are, like, is this going to extend or shorten game time? Is this going, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is this going to cause um, economy uh, pushing a little bit more, right? Are people going to start inting a little bit more to get that to that economy? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're, not, you're no longer going to be potentially racing for some of these garbage one-star units that don't tier three very well, mm-hmm. right? And um, we'll, we'll see, but it's, they're going for something here, and I think they're attacking a problem that they might see being bad in the future. So, like, it's kind of like how um, the Hearthstone team said, "My our greatest regret is creating Stone Tusk War, <laughs> which is a which is a one-one unit with charge, and basically because of that card, they like they they like there are hundreds of other cards that we thought of and couldn't make because of this one card. And I wonder if that's kind of some of the process going into nerfing three stars too. Is just like you know down the road, this might actually be like a way bigger issue. So let's like right. cut it down now and experiment with how we diversify team comps rather than making hyper rolling really fun for everybody and just making it disappointing mm-hmm. when you can't. They have to. They are getting us ready for the uh, um, the scientist uh, the scientist synergy that reduces the gold cost of units in your hand. Huh? Huh? Hear it here first, folks. Mm. You'll probably never hear it again because uh, it's a really <laughs> stupid idea. I, I like how all you got was a hmm. Yeah, that was that was more than it deserved, honestly. Uh, let's move on here and talk about some of the other changes. Assassin, uh, three-piece assassin is now only going to do uh, 50% bonus crit damage down from 75%. Uh, Six-piece assassin is staying at 150% crit damage. Electric, they're basically reverting the changes that they did last patch. Electric was pretty strong. Uh, uh, as we see, like, Volibear is one of the most contested <laughs> units in the game right now. I was playing today, and I just could not find a Volibear. I found well, uh, I found seven Olafs before I found two Volibears. 
That's nuts. I yeah. mean, because it's also just so much easier to get Orn and Vully pretty early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, getting going down the line electric is really tough because mm-hmm. you gotta find that Zed. But uh, yeah, if you make two star or two star electric too strong, then it's just a really easy thing to go, and it's so easy to just transition into a Zerkers. Yeah, um, and I think it kept you in the game a little bit too easily, mm-hmm. right? Like it was just you, you hit your electric, right, and then you're probably gonna be fine for for a bit, right? And and unlike Woodland Druid, it actually just naturally transitioned into a very good comp, like just yes. seamlessly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the changes so three, uh, sorry, two piece electric is going from 100 damage down to 80, so a slight buff from what it was two or I guess one and a half patches ago, and then. Three piece electric is going from three hundred damage to two fifty, uh, and four piece electric is staying at five hundred. If you get that lux, they're saying, you know what, you, you got it. You, you you get your full damage still. Oh, but if you're yeah, if you're going for full electric, you should deserve it because it's such mm-hmm. a risk. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> it's such a yeah, risk. Yeah, yeah. It's whenever you have like two super low, like two low cost units, and the other ones are a seven cost and a five cost <laughs> unit, right? Yeah, like, like, we'll give that one to you. Yeah, you're crazy, and we're rewarding you for it. Thank yep. you. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Inferno is actually getting a buff here, going from... Uh, so three-piece Inferno is staying uh, at 70% uh, damage over four seconds. Uh, Six-piece Inferno is going up to 140 from 120, and nine-piece Inferno is going from 180 up to 210% over four seconds. Um, really just a, Hey, we wanted the, the, like, uh, all in Inferno build to be good and the payoff wasn't there. So they added a little, little on top for us. Um, I don't think this one's going to be as big of an impact. I think it's still going to be just as reasonable to go nine Inferno (laughs) Mm. and even six Inferno. It's like, I tried it and I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I'd rather win though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this will give us a little bit more, but I don't think so. And then uh, last uh, trait change here is on shadows going from uh, three, three piece shadow is going from 70% bonus damage down to 60 six piece shadow still staying at a buck 40 um, kind of a, a little bit of a marginal change though. It's paired with a Senna um, nerf that we'll talk about as well, but shadow kind of came out of the woodwork here from the rework and really has been a player in a bunch of different comps. Boop, what do you what do you think about these shadow changes? Well, it's just uh, the, anytime a, a dev like works with like uh, the same, you know, the shadow has been touched. I think the last three or four patches in a row, mm-hmm. right? So it was kind of like they were trying to push it into something the last time, and they're like, "Hold on a second, the speed limit is ten under. What you're going, son? <laughs> right? Let's let's yeah. bring it back." All right, uh, you're yeah. driving a little crazy for my liking. You know, the arm's already, like, the arm's on the thing, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> Which is, like, don't ever do that with me in the car. I don't know why it makes me so livid. But when someone puts their hand, like, on the safety That's thing, I take it as, like... a specific pet peeve. It's I know. Cool, I, man. I take it as, like, a, such a personal attack. Just, like, be like, just tell me I'm driving poorly, all right? Don't, like, be all dramatic about it and put your hand on. I hard disagree. Like I put my hand, it has nothing to do with the person driving. It's just like, it's just comfortable. I just want to hang out. You know, I mean, well, I, I'm also I, a bad driver. So it's kind of like, <laughs> everything, that, like uh, everything I'm already self-conscious about no, in my driving. Boop, right. I'm the same way as Deef here. I just put my hand there for uh, comfort, except when I'm specifically driving with you, in which case it is in fact a reflection <laughs> of your board driving. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, uh, this is a reflection of your bad podcasting. Anyway. Ooh, sh- <laughs> and delete stream. Um, all right. Um, no, what, I, what I'm thinking about Shadow is I think Shadow, like, inherently because of its name and, like, what, like, the, the, the aesthetics behind it, I think people will naturally be attracted to in terms of trying to go after, right? Because I was thinking about that the other day. It's just kind of like, if you were given this list, right? Assassin, Electric, Inferno, Shadow, right? The three of us, and I was just like, pick what you think sounds the coolest, right? One of us might pick Inferno. One of us might pick Assassin. One of us might pick Shadow. Or all three of us might pick Shadow because it sounds cool, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, more people might be willing to try something like Shadow out. And if it's too good already, then what are you doing with it, right? I don't know. I'm, that I'm might be to the be most like crackpot theory I've ever heard about. TFT. No, I, I, I actually think it's... I think it's I think it's pretty legit. I when I, I remember when I looked legit. at the yeah originally when I looked at the different things, it's like oh Shadow's cool, and then you've got I mean Santa wasn't out there, but Kindred Ye, like mm-hmm. there are these champions that are like look really great, and it's like oh they do more damage and they reset. It's like it just feels like a really fun way to play the game. It has a cool sound. Yeah. I actually do think there's a lot of valid, valid, True valid that. Blah, value. That. <laughs> That's why yeah, I, mean, I was so, so attracted uh, to Yordles. That, that it was a cool <laughs> ability. It was cool Yordles. No, I I was great at Yordle comps. No, Same. No, God, my girl, all your my girl, all <laughs> Yordles. Twenty nineteen. Yes. No. <laughs> she was Dude, so yeah. good. <laughs> I climbed. I climbed a plat in season six playing Poppy support primarily. Nice. Poppy support's legit. I actually really like electrocute Poppy jungle yeah. as like the off off yeah. Poppy. Oh, build. I did. I did. Um, I mean, before it was electrocute, when it was um, thunder, whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would go twelve eighteen zero in the old masteries with uh, thunder dome. I'm gonna call it poppy support, <laughs> but I digress. Um, uh, but yeah, but basically, what I'm trying to say is just like the popularity of these builds. I think might be the affecting popularity. Yes, yeah, yeah, affecting yes. balance a little bit. And um, why am I surrounded by awful people? One of okay, us. Sorry. One of us. One of us. Um, uh, and so I think it makes you look at things like Shadow a little bit more frequently, mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to identify data points a lot easier because there's more of it mm-hmm. uh, because of the popularity. And so that's why I think they keep messing with it so much is because it's something that a lot of people like doing and it needs to feel good when they do it. And it's also, I mean, to a lesser or well, in other games, to a bigger extent, it's like when you have like a character that's like the like the the definition of the brand of the game, like they they put more focus on that character to have them in the limelight and playable because like mm-hmm. that sells copies and like they want, you know, yeah. the hero to be Riot played is, more because Riot um, has been accused of like, Oh, I'm going to release this character super strong. So a bunch of people buy that character in the skin and then we'll nerf it after a while, put it into balance. And I, mean, I, I think that's Sinjo all came out. I bought him. I bought that. It was as bad as people would say it was. That I think was that nice. might've been the most overpowered champion to ever be in the game. Mm-hmm, really for sure. i remember him yeah. being extremely good because like when i was doing all right that meant he was overpowered <laughs> <laughs> you should value your skill a little bit more uh i was actually decent back in 2010 um, Dece, yeah but now no uh, i'll get there 2010 no literally in 2010 that was literally yeah, when a I decade ago played, yeah. yeah um any uh any other thoughts on this stuff guys no i mean i think oh god 
Yeah, the the general takeaway, I mean, it's only these four, but it, it's the one very obvious theme is that they're just trying to push people into kind of going all in on mm-hmm. one. Um, very, very slightly, um, but and it's only four of the many, many options. Uh, but a lot of the big comps right now are blends, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's just like a little blenders. bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. <laughs> um, outs- yeah, yeah, blenders. Um, but it seems like maybe they're going to try toying with, uh, you know, making just kind of going all in on a trait yeah. uh, a little more rewarding. The vertical uh, comps, which, if you will. Yeah, vertical comps. I, I mean, the light comp is a lot of fun, too, but... <laughs> It's just Jeff yeah, just saying, you know what? I am going, you know, all in on Inferno, things like that. Or mm-hmm. like the reward you get for going all in on electric. It seems like maybe they want to try to lightly encourage people to just all in on the on a vertical. Well, I think it's it's still like for, if you're if we're talking about competitive and high level challenger level or whatever tournament level, it's still probably not good to go nine Inferno, right? It's it's not going to be reasonable to do that. Six Inferno is maybe a niche, like you, you spike it sometimes and you get it, but it's probably still going to be in most comps across, you know, hundreds of games of sample size. It's still going to be a blend a lot of the time, unless something is more pushed or not, depending on the patch. But what it does mm-hmm. do, and I think that Mort has actually mentioned in streams and, and, and tweets and whatnot, is like when you have those numbers and it's like at least playable, New player comes in, and I actually had this uh, experience when I was playing with a friend who had never played before, and they're like, what do I do? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell you the meta because that's not... I'm like, here, do this. Just take every single light unit. Just take every light unit and put them in. And, like, you're going to be reasonable. You're going to be doing things. You're going to be making... Things are going to start to click for you a little bit. And then you can start Uh to see what they do and whatnot. But you're, like, getting at least, like, you're getting natural power spikes by getting to three, six, and six light three and six inferno etc cetera, etc cetera. so it definitely puts those like natural like uh not bumpers but like guiding lines for new players to be like i'm just gonna you know what i'm gonna play pick every inferno unit i'm gonna try to get those in and hit those points and maybe oh if i get three inferno i can also get three shadow in because there's overlap here and you're starting to learn that stuff naturally so it's very useful to have those things be a- attainable even if they're not tournament meta good um yeah for sure and they're obviously you know the developers uh minds are going to be looking to that as well um because it's not just the tournament players that feel it so let's move on here and talk about some champs that got changed uh nocturne the blender (laughs) we're powering down the blender (laughs) going from sorry sphinx 40 60 80 percent he's he's on new stuff 40 60 80 percent passive healing for his ability to 40 45 50 rip tier three nocturne Boy, oh boy, is that hurt. I mean, tier two also hurts. Man. Yeah. That's 15% last yep. pass. That's crazy. Yep. It's uh, it's big. It's big. But he I was... I mean, at this point, he should just be a two-star unit. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Don't you mind doctor like that. He's still going to be strong. He's just not going to be, like, meta warping and, like, oh, well, oh, they got the spatula. It's al- it almost... Not on the same level, but like if you consider Cassassadin like S plus tier or like S plus plus unachievable ever again tier, this was like a tier in terms of like you got the spatula, you get the Blade Master on Nocturne. It's that powerful, like comparatively. Mm-hmm. It was still like 
a tier below, maybe even a tier and a half below, but like it's still like, well, you got your Blade Master Nocturne, which when he attacks, he gets double chances at the proc because his, his ability is also an attack. So you get two chances for the proc there. And then when he spins, each of those spins also count as an attack, which can also trigger Blade Master. So it's like, uh, well, I guess you, you just get the blender, okay? You turn on the yeah. blender and you just ramp it up and it just kills everything. And because the steel uh, buff, you literally can't even like get lucky and spike and kill him because he has that natural protection built in. So it's a lot yeah. of things that they uh, that all lined up into him being really, really powerful. So they're really blunting the sharpness of the blades and blender. No. <laughs> I personally think it's it, it's a, a good thing. Next change here is going to be Zed. Uh, his AD is going from 80 down to 70. His armor is going from 30 down to 25. Uh, the one thing that Mort mentioned on the stream that I thought I was kind I didn't realize and was like, wow, looking back, it was kind of crazy that this was the case. But Zed had the highest base AD in the game. Which makes sense for a five cost unit, but mm-hmm. he's a five cost unit that makes more copies of himself. Yeah, and he has the highest base AD in the game, more than Master Yi. It's like, yeah, maybe they should have just changed that in the first place. What do you guys think? Uh, Deep, we'll start with you. Um, I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to play with it. I. I don't know. I think the. Honestly, maybe the armor might be. Um, a bit more of a change mm-hmm. uh, because I think just being able to kill him faster before uh, mm-hmm. the shadows get, or not the shadows, I guess the summons. I always yeah. think it's really funny that, that Zed has three things and none of them are shadow, but anyways, <laughs> um, the yeah, that the summon, it's like it's just about being able to burst him before mm-hmm. the summons get out of control. So I think that's actually going to be a bigger change than the AD, even mm-hmm. though it's a smaller numerically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think a lot of people were building AD items on Zed anyways to to boost right. that. It was just mostly mana and just trying to get as many summons as possible. So I actually see the armor change as a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the armor change is like, oh, adds up, right? It's not just mm-hmm. five right now. He's going to be just taking more damage in general, um, which, like you said, if uh, someone's bursting you down or maybe like you're facing off a predator comp that he's going to get down to that execution level way quicker. Yeah. Um, 30, just... 30 to 25 is a massive change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And especially like if you compare it against some other things, right? Like to, to get below 30 for the type of characters that is right. It's really forcing him to like do something with it. Right. You're, you're starting to like, cause this is the other thing, like with five cost units, like it's another thing you have to invest in, right? Five gold is a lot, right? Golden gold in this game is mm-hmm. everything. And so when you invest five gold into something, right, you, it needs to work really well. But sometimes I think it works too well. And I think this is just bringing them down to something a little bit more manageable uh, because these are changes that they could revert or switch back. Because, like, Riot also likes uh, – you've been playing for a while, Dave, so you know Riot likes, like, increasing armor by two, right? Attack damage five, going five from – Yeah, attack, <laughs> attack damage going from 63 to 65. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, they're okay with making those kinds of changes. So, um, maybe we'll see like Zed's armor go to twenty-seven, or the Zed AD go back to seventy-five mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in the future. But I think that he also feels really overwhelming, and that's bad for just like going up against it. Because again, fun and interactive, right? And mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think these changes overall are good for for that reason. 
he just had everything and also made more of himself, which also had everything. So uh, also hinted a little bit at maybe doing a more systematic change of Zed uh, in the future, but not something that they're going to do on uh, a B patch. So keep an eye out for Mm -hmm. that. This next one was one that hit me personally uh, a bit here (laughs) because after uh, Eric Thomas uh, showed me the uh, Senna Rangers, Senna Shadow Rangers or Go Go Shadow Rangers uh, comp. Um, Sorry. Uh, I have just been forcing this to pretty good success. And now Senna is getting a uh, nerf. Uh, for her ally buff uh, from 25, 45, 75 to 15, 30, 55 uh, damage. It's not a huge nerf. Um, it's obviously like any nerf to her is going to be is going to be big, but she's still like the, the actual like magic damage that she's providing wasn't the biggest thing. It was the fact that she gives your whole team Morellos <laughs> with her ability. Yeah. Uh, which if you guys didn't know this, cause I was playing with some people and they're like, what should I put on center? I'm like, well, the one item you need is Morellos. And like, why? Like, cause it gives your whole team Morellos. And they're like, wait, that's how that works. <laughs> wait, yes, it does. Wait, because wait. it's weird. Cause it gives them, it gives them, bonus magic damage from her so it's like she's kind of it it works just just trust me it works it's really good um but i mean this like i think this is part of the reason that the shadow nerf was only a 10 percent on three piece Mm -hmm. because they also did this and they've been really good at like we're not just gonna lop everything off we're gonna do a take a little bit off of here and a little bit off of here so you can still play the stuff around what do you think, Boop? I actually haven't gotten so uh, I haven't played a lot. Oh, this you've week. been away. You've been away. Yeah, yeah. I've been, been away from my computer. Big shot so, like, us with after, Overwatch <laughs> casting. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> hashtag actual bragging. Um, but the no, no, no. So like, um, we did our show last week on Tuesday, and I flew out the next day. And so, right. like, I haven't gotten to, like, really... I, I've watched some videos uh, to, like, kind of, like, stay, stay up to date. I think the aesthetic of Soulbound is pretty sick. Right. Um, I also play. Um, <laughs> I also like. Am very good at playing Senna mid lane in regular League of Legends. Because um, in my team, the one that we have for Clash, I usually am an AD carry player, and um, we have another one at AD carry. So I had to move mid, and so I was just like, I'm just going to play AD carry's mid. <laughs> I don't care what you guys. Say. How, how do you how do you build uh, AD carry? I mean Senna mid just out of. Um, I do it with um, Dark Harvest and okay. um, the, uh, the build. Yeah, Mirror Mana okay. Lethality. Cool. The Dark Harvest is the most fun part about that. Because um, I, I just love that that sound that when you get the Dark Harvest stack just feels so good. It's like one of the most satisfying. It literally is like, you know, when you have a pimple on your face and it, oh, you, you get God. it out and you're just like, oh. why are we talking about this again? Because you know what I mean, right? Oh, I there wish are, I did. There is a reason why Dr. <laughs> pimple Popper it's like is when you, one of the. <laughs> it's like when you bite into a roasted Feather Knight leg. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. And the juice just squirts all over your face. No, Wait. it's like, it's when you it's when you uh, crack up. What what's the new one? What was the new one called? When you crack one of those open and just and just just see the delicious caramel insides and just <laughs> and just rub your face all in it. Um, oh god! Yeah, okay. If we okay, haven't um, already lost subscribers. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you're in it to win it with us. True. <laughs> we ain't gonna change that, that's um, true we are yeah. doubling down on this 
<laughs> we're leading in. Um, so yeah, yeah. So I haven't. I've been seeing that Senna and Lucian have been on the stronger side. Uh, I've been watching mm-hmm. some streams and seeing this. The crazy thing is, is like sometimes, uh, especially with new characters, like you'll be like, okay, they're new. Like maybe the community just needs to like learn how to counter this, or maybe there's an itemization we're all missing. Cause that's happened in the past. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. blanking uh, with it, but um, like in other metas and other games, sometimes just time is how you get rid of that meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for sure. But it's pretty telling that it's this kind of, um nerf this quickly yeah right um showing how strong it actually was so if i were you i'd probably be picking up senna and (laughs) and doing a bunch of comps with her i know she's super contested but this is showing you that all right this person's pretty good i should maybe uh use her while i can for some free i really like the uh the lucian light comp Mm -hmm. where you just put as many damage items on lucian you put a ga on senna Mm -hmm. and then light everything else and then you just put Lucian in the front line. He dies, but it doesn't actually die. Yep. And just keeps doing damage untargetable until you get through Senna's GA. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really strong. I haven't I haven't been able to actually get the light uh, the light build of it to work, but I've worked mm-hmm. the Lucian in in the Rangers comp and the Shadow Summoners. It's like it's it's really good. I've just like Senna has quickly become one of my favorite units, especially on ocean maps because she just pops that alt or her alt immediately when she's on an ocean tile. So been a real uh been a real favorite for me and I'm hoping that she stays relevant at least, which I think that she will. Next up is the sad mummy Amumu. Mana is going from 5150 to 5125. And the uh, Amumu spell range is getting flattened out here. It's going from two, three, four hexes to just three across the board. Um, makes the the one star Amumu, I think, a little bit more reasonable to actually get an alt off because mm-hmm. and and like better when you get it because like it was a little tiny baby alt and he's a little tiny baby that dies really quickly. Now he's got a little bit of a chance at least to get uh, to get one alt off at tier one. It's like. I just never wanted to run a tier one Amumu unless I got him super early. But like even then, I just was like, I'll run any, I'll run Nasus before <laughs> until I get a Mumu too. It was it was bad. Uh, Deef, have you had any uh, experience with a Mumu yet? No, I, yeah, I'd agree with you there. Um, and similarly, back to that conversation of when you three star unit, it should feel good. When you buy a five cost unit that you can put into your comp, it should feel really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like that they're flattening it out because you're never going to get a three-star Amumu. I've never seen a three-star Amumu. It's, nope. I mean, it's possible, but it's just not going to happen. So nobody's really missing out on that four-hex ult. Right. Uh, but the fact that you can now play that one cost and get the three-hex ult, I think, does make a big difference, uh, combined with the fact that they're just buffing uh, Infernal a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so I'm sure it'll play better, uh, but I don't know. I'll have to still try it. I mm-hmm. rarely ever go all Infernals. I, I feel like most of the comps are much more physical mm-hmm. heavy now that everybody's going for. Uh, but it'll be worth trying out. Yeah, I just hope he's playable. Like, it, it always stunk when there's, like, that one five-cost unit that's like, uh, okay, here's another Misfortune. It's like... Oh, God, Misfortune. Remember, remember, remember old Misfortune before they, like, fixed your targeting? <laughs> It's like, oh god! I'd rather have like you're just here to give my Jinx gunslinger. Yep, I know, right? Oh my god, (laughs) misfortune. You know, but part of me like misses it. 
You know what I mean? Like part <laughs> of me, know? like that was like part of like that was that was like an ingrained part. You like you knew you played TFT if you like brought up misfortune, and then everyone was just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was just like a, one unit. Yeah, yeah I know, if right? That was like a part of like early TFT. Like we were yeah. there for that. You yeah, know what I mean? Um, and, like, I committed Morello to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you <laughs> decided, sorcerer, you know, to make this work. Yeah. And like you're you're just hurting me, misfortune. And then like they tried like four times to make it better, yeah. and then it never worked. You know, she still would ult awfully. And uh, yeah, we were all there for that. You know what I mean? It's like when you're at a startup and you're like employee number three, right? That's us. We made League of Legends, guys. <laughs> you know what? That's true. We did. We do, did. Do make we have League stock options? Yeah. Uh, know, yes. Right? Except the Misfortune IPO uh, failed horribly and crashed. Um, before we keep talking about old set one stuff that's bringing back, that's triggering me in many ways. Let's talk about Ash uh, spell AD going from 25%, 30%, 35 to 30, 35, 40. Uh, this is again a, a, a smaller change for Ash, um, but mm-hmm. she just like really. Anytime I had Rangers, she, it was just really. It's really hard to itemize her. She never felt like I always like wanted to go the Kindred route or even like the Ezreal route. Like always felt mm-hmm. stronger in this uh, uh, Rangers comp in set two. Because she's just so like bland. Like Crystal is is not. It's like it's like built in defensive items on your offensive unit, which it's good so that she doesn't get bursted down immediately. But it just never felt great. And obviously, she doesn't have uh, glacial anymore. She's not really providing you anything else offensively besides the ranger buff. So it just always felt better. Uh, to put the items on someone else. And now she's at least getting a little bit of extra, um, attack damage, but I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not sold I, on, on Ash. I, I don't think it's going to make, I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference. Yeah. yeah. Same. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> not sold on Ash. I do like Ash, Ash, but not, uh, not sold there. Speaking well, of not sold. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of not sold, uh, we are getting Twitch buffs, which I, love to see twitch you know what you know what twitch might be this set's misfortune uh, he, he's not five star but i think he's maybe the closest to it it's close but they are pushing him he's going from 60 to 65 ad and his mana is now going from 90 uh or his uh, from 0 90 to 0 70 i mean they're they're pushing it right like <laughs> the problem is it's like both ash and twitch feel like they should be three cost instead of four cost yeah. <laughs> they don't feel mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I mean, if I'm going Poison Predator, I'm still putting my items on Singed. Absolutely. Yeah. You're still putting your items on so, Singed or even Mundo. Like, even Kog'Maw. Or Kog'Maw. Yeah. <laughs> or like, like Kog'Maw is just a better unit than Twitch. Twitch yeah. just kind of fills it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, and he's more there, there to like apply poison to everybody. But when yeah. you have a singe that's going to do it anyway, right? Right? Like they're just like he's just extra. He's like a win more type of situation, mm-hmm. um, and not even that, right? He's just like also like visually, you can't really see what's going on when he's ulting, yeah. and like he's just I think like it was he's for a while too. He's arguably the most disappointing use unit in the set, but not all units are supposed to be good. Right. It's just that he's four cost. So you're like, what the hell guys? Uh-huh. Right. But give me well, something on him. 
I mean, yeah, but he's now going to be applying poison to like the entire enemy team way quicker now. So uh, utility is something that you don't necessarily see the effectiveness of until like someone kind of points it out. Right. So we might, it might be better in that way. I think this is a better change for Twitch than those Ash changes are for Ash. Sure. For sure. I mean, 20 mana drop is huge. So Mm -hmm. like you said, just that, just that applying poison, I think it's a, it's valid, but like, it's not, not, I don't, it's not going to make me put items on Twitch. Right. He needs to like, not going to put hurricane on Twitch. Three hurricanes. I did (laughs) in before they nerfed hurricane, which was really early on. It was like put two hurricanes and like red buff on him, and he just applied red buff to everything. But now I can do that with Senna at a two cost unit mm-hmm. and one item instead of three items on a four cost unit. Uh, yeah. Or like it's just like, and it's like, yes, he applies he applies it faster, but he doesn't like we said, it doesn't apply it faster than Singed or even Mundo. Honestly, with Berserker, like you can apply it faster with Mundo. So he still feels very much like a placeholder. Like you'll run a co- Like if you had a two star Twitch, you'd probably run it over your two star Kogma, maybe, but yeah, <laughs> like you're, the problem is, is that you're not going, you're not incentivized to commit to the two star Twitch. So you'd have to like yeah. be given a pack with three Twitches in it and they're b- all glowing and they'll say, we'll give you, we'll give you a hundred riot points to, to pick these three in order to actually pick them. Uh, so Probably not looking at Twitch uh, anytime soon, but maybe, I mean, again, it's hard for us to just look at the numbers and be like, this is a, a big or a small change. It seems small, but it could actually be uh, relevant. But let's move on to other small changes. Brand getting uh, his starting or his mana max reduced back down to 80 from 90. Brand went from Omega Lol Super OP to kind of medium even on the bad side and with how the meta is shaped out looking pretty bad in this i think just kind of you know gives him a little a little bit of a nudge back up i don't think it's going to change too too much um it just seems like people have kind of moved away from mages but he you know he's still doing a lot of damage with his alt and it's just gonna like the earlier it happens the better right so there's more targets for to yeah. bounce around so to, to hop on that, um, how sometimes you don't see changes until a lot, like you know, later down. Mm-hmm. When the meta moves back to mages, I imagine that people go right back to oh, brand, brand, mm-hmm. and we just don't see it right now because everybody's focused on AD heavy comps. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's tough to really see how strong a unit is when you're not regularly putting three completed items on them. So, yep, uh, definitely, uh, definitely good for him. Good for the mage players out there, which are few and far between right now, but that will certainly change. Um, one, this might be one of the bigger changes <laughs> that seems smaller because it's on a one cost unit. Zyra spell damage going from 70, 80, 90 to 55, 65, 75. That's nuts. Holy nerf. Yeah. Um, That's a huge nerf. Rip plants. Just like, do, do not like the plants. I'm glad about this, honestly. She was just annoying. She's still probably going to be good. Yeah, like because she applies the thing about the plant is just yep. like how we were talking about Twitch and poison. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with her and Inferno, right? And that early Inferno. on, yeah, and like that early on, it's not necessarily the plant's damage that's really doing work. It's the Inferno proc that's doing a lot of damage, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. early on, like basically, you're using Zyra as an Inferno proc now, as opposed to actually pushing out damage. And for one cost unit to have damage and that proc stacking on top of each other with Morellos, that was way overloaded 
Yeah, I think she was one of the best tier one units mm-hmm. for sure. And I agree that she probably still will be good, but it's needed. Yeah, she had all of the stuff that you guys are talking about, the proccing, the damage, etc. But also was like a really good like um, binder between comps. Like she's Inferno and Summoner, which is a really good like mix. And like you can get her in Mage, like Mage, Summoner, Warden uh, type uh, comps as well. And she just like was good all around. So they took some of that off, uh, which makes sense because she cost one gold. Uh, last unit change here is going to be Rek'Sai going from 65 down to 60 attack damage. Thumbs up, I guess. Cool. Cool. Uh, I guess like a, a kind of a nerf to Blender because it's the second steal, but I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if Rek'Sai Well, the, the next thing we'll talk about is yet another potential nerf to Blender. True. Yeah. I don't know how much Rek'Sai's attack damage is really the problem here. But yes, last two changes here are going to be Hush and Swordbreaker. Both going, their proc chances are both going from 33% down to 25. So now seeing it instead of one out of every three attacks, it's proccing one down to one out of every four so this is this is a pretty big one yeah and in part of that blender comp was uh hush on sivir mm-hmm. <laughs> and just with those double attacks more more chances to apply hush um i don't i mean yeah one out of three one out of four it could be a change but like it's still something that's kind of hard to see mm-hmm. so i don't know but maybe maybe people just opt out of uh that utility choice and instead just go for more damage yeah i mean and it's not like necessarily like on average one out of three one out of four right because it's Mm -hmm. a 25 percent per auto attack so you're still going to potentially get uh, procs two times in a row right so um, we'll see you you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. like each you're less likely to get the proc every single auto attack but you're still able to do it potentially three times in a row and still make it mm. make it happen and right. so um yeah you know and I'm, I'm okay with these two items i think in particular are some of the least interactive in the game that ionic mm. spark and mm. um i have i have opinions on these two particular items along with ionic spark that i've um I, i've labored on about for a very long time um i don't think these should be in the game personally i, I think more uh, might agree with you honestly about yeah, Hush no, and breaker yeah i'll have this convo with you it's a very similar to like the problem with the uh the hex tech set yeah in, uh, in set and one phantom. it was like yeah and phantom it's like and that was a problem that tft was kind of moving in that direction i'm really happy they reset on set two mm-hmm. uh but it sucks when the optimal strategy is to prevent your other your opponent from doing what they want to do mm-hmm. and having rather fun, than right yeah rather right. than just like living out your fantasy of like i want to i want to like do this really cool thing and then the person everybody who builds the thing that nullifies mm-hmm. you rather than just like going f- you know shooting for the moon themselves like everybody should shoot for the moon going for like their ideal self rather than shooting for that comp that is like no i'm just going to prevent everybody else from mm-hmm. playing and yeah. that's how I'm going to win. And that's just totally not agree. Uh, Swordbreaker more so than Hush, because silence is like something that's in games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So I'm like more okay with. Hearthstone player. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm more okay with silence because like it's uh, ultimates, like it takes a while to get there. Um, when you do, it's really frustrating, but eventually you'll be able to use it. With Swordbreaker, it's like, 
you know, tough loss guy, we're not going to be playing the game for, for a mm-hmm. quarter of a second. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Oh, and by the way, you can't do anything about it. There's no counter. If it procs, it procs. And then you right. get your ult and you can use it. But haha, joke's on you. This person also has a hush. And so, like, right. hush is bad, I think, more so because Swordbreaker's in the game. And I think Swordbreaker mm-hmm. and Disarm just, like, again, you know, this is something in game balance that you always go back to. Is this fun and interactive? And Swordbreaker is definitely not interactive, yeah. um, in, in my opinion. I have the biggest problem I have is with Ionic Spark because it's free damage just for having an item. Um, but this, uh, these two, I think are also notorious. Like these remind me of like those stone tusk four that I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. right? Like these two items might fall into that category of, Oh, we want to put this in the game, but we can't because sword breakers here. Right. Right. Someone that applies on hit to everyone on the team or something would be, would be yeah. tough. And I think this is all like, they talked about it in the set one like look back where they're like we want to not have hard counters in the game and these feel very close to hard counters if mm-hmm. not just exactly hard counters so i would be surprised if we saw these items uh in set three for sure and even if we saw set two end with these items as they are um as we know in in patch 10.1 there are going to be changes which we'll be talking about in a, in a later episode but um yeah i think it, when you when you bring up the like these items preventing the fantasy it's like when you think about it like the the ultimate fantasy for something like whether it's tft or any other card game it's like you want to see a hundred wizards fighting against a hundred different but equally strong wizards like that's the most epic (laughs) thing you can you can have right but if it's like you have one wizard preventing the other person from having any other wizards that's not fun or compelling at all that's how i break it down in my mind, but I'm an idiot. So uh, <laughs> true. That is, first step to recovery is admitting it. That's that is true. I, I'm admitting it, but I'm not doing anything about it. So I'm not doing step two. But that's okay. And that is uh, patch nine point two four B. Overall, Deef, what do you what do you think about this B patch? Yes, no, thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, I'd say overall thumbs up. I don't I don't have a problem with anything here i mm-hmm. and there was no real complaints i'm i think it's it's great obviously the the senna nerf mm-hmm. uh, sucks because i think anybody who was playing her was having a great time yep uh, but uh every otherwise it all feels pretty good i'm happy about the nocturne nerf mostly mm-hmm. uh, i'm happy to see a and Swordbreaker go down for the reasons we just talked about mm-hmm. um i think it's I'm 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 all for it. I I think, and then just to bring it back to the three star, I hope that the three star nerf is not too much. Right. And I imagine if it is, we'll just see them adjust that knob right back to the other side. Yep. For sure. Boop. Thumbs up. Thumbs down on on the B. The B. Thumbs side. up. You you know I'm not doing this to gas them up, but like the fact that the I think these these are some of the most responsive devs. I've ever had the pleasure of playing their game for. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just like, so excited that even though I don't necessarily agree with all changes that they've made, um, I always feel like there is, there's no change that I'm never, I'm ever like, what? Mm -hmm. There was one when they buffed NAR. Like, like a while ago. So which time was it in a row? Was it the second or third or fourth time? that they I, I think it was the last time. I, was like, <laughs> I remember in that show, I was like, guys, guys <laughs> did nar get buffed four patches in a row yeah, no, yeah <laughs> funny uh, funny story on that oh, grandma are you on phone what was the thing you tweeted at the dev and they made the change for 
the builds. Oh, on the left side, the comps. So, um, my my boss, Grandma, at one point tweeted. I don't know if he tweeted at Mort or somebody else, but he complained because we were doing our broadcast that mm. once we died, when we'd click around to spectate, it would hold our um, comps on the left side rather than yes. showing the comp, like the, the thing of who you're clicking. At, yeah. And yeah, and he tweeted at him just being like, hey, could you install this change? It would be really cool. And it was like, yeah. And then boom. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, t- talk about responsive devs. Like, mm-hmm. we yeah. have had that experience, and it was yeah, it made no, a massive and, difference. Yeah, exactly. And just like they, their decision making always has logic behind it, mm-hmm. right? And they're okay with pushing something that they know might irk some of us, but mm-hmm. could be healthier for the game. And they've rolled back things that they've realized, like the demon, like that demon buff that they made mm-hmm. like a while ago mm-hmm. right like and how toxic that was they were God like oops Jesus. sorry like they straight up were like this isn't fun we're taking it out mm-hmm. right and um I, I i'm very lucky to be a part of that com- this kind of community to mm-hmm. where like that's the kind of changes that they're looking at right the numbers can change and i can i can nitpick certain things but overall everything always seems to have logic behind it and i can't say that about many many other games out there um and and the patch and and the patches come at like i think uh, other than that one time it was three weeks but with no ranked um they, they seem to like be super responsive. Like they see the game somewhere and they're a lot more proactive than some other devs can be too. So um, overall, I think this is great. Uh, I'm, I'm actually really curious to see where these three star changes take us in terms mm-hmm. of where comps go. If we're even going to see any less hyper rolling, mm-hmm. right? Like, because it feels big, but is it right? right. Are three stars just that good to where right. you could just keep doing what you were doing and still find success because everything got nerfed, mm-hmm. right? So everything's going to get put on the same playing field again. So, um, we'll, we shall see, but overall I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah. I, I'm giving a big thumbs up to this one, even though like, again, I'm not the biggest fan of the Senna personally. I think it's a, it's good for the game. I think they're just kind of taking a lot of the, the pointy edges and, and sanding them down a little bit for this B patch, which is nice. And one thing I did want to mention is that more actually brought up um, that they're not going to take rank down for the next uh, for the next set like they did for this one. So our okay. whole episode of me complaining about it uh, did not fall on deaf ears. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. Um, but uh, we are actually running pretty long here. So um, real quick. Um, I, I, we had some news items here. I'm just going to throw the show notes in the link in the description, guys, if you want to check those out. Um, I'll throw some links in there for you. You can check out. Um, we had some fight night, uh, some Heroes for Fight Night stuff. There's an interview that Travis Gafford did with Mort, which I suggest you listen to. Some of it is a little bit older because it was from uh, All Stars, but you can check that out. Um, we don't have time for... Yeah, we don't really have time for this. So um, we'll get into the end of show stuff uh, in just a second. But, Deef, I just wanted to say thanks for coming on the show, man. Really, really had a blast. Yeah, yeah thanks for thanks for calling me one of us. I had a great time. <laughs> yes, one, a, a filthy, filthy Yordle player like myself. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... But see, even that was... Even, even Yordles was, like, part of that problem where you're just preventing... The, uh, oh yeah yeah i what they want to do very true. good point i would 100 agree with that it was yeah, awful. you had counterplay bro <laughs> wilds wilds and but rfc one, one bro. item 
never mind. Wilds yeah. and RFC. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so r- remind us once uh, one more time where we can uh, find Super League stuff and when it is and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, um, so uh, superleague.com is the best place to go, but uh, twitch.tv slash superleague this Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can see how we do a TFT broadcast. It's a whole lot of fun. And then the big final will happen on January 16th, where we're going to have the seven people who won in each of their pools all against each other. There's uh, 30,000 RP goes to uh, top place. Wow. So should be fun. That is a spicy meatball. I love you it. You got to buy a lot of Little Legends with that. That's true. Ooh, a lot of delicious, <laughs> delicious, tasty Little Legends. Um, but that is going to push us into the end part of the show here. Um, you got there. We got there. You got, you got there. <laughs> I'm just like trying to think. There's so much stuff that I'm skipping, but um, we'll go. I want to go over a couple because uh, we skipped it last week. I want to go over a couple of uh, comps. I have a bunch pulled here, but we'll only do a couple here. Uh, of course, guys, if you are new to the show, make sure you join the Discord, discord.me slash the Legends Podcast. And what you can do is when you get a first place in a game, post it in the Poster Comps channel, and there's a chance that we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, we got a couple here. One here is from uh, Pac- uh, Pacanab, who is actually brand new to the show from last week, so welcome. Uh, they got a <laughs> filthy... Tier three Nocturne. Hope you enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> tier three Nocturne. Tier three uh, Skarner. Tier three uh, Kogma as well. Th- throw a Zed in there for good for good measure. And actually a stacked up Twitch with a Runins and uh, some other good items. It's still as well. it's still utility Twitch though. It's yeah, not like putting IE. It's you know Ionic Spark. What yep. an item. Zeke's also a utility item, yeah. and a Runons to spread the poison. They're all yeah. utility. I like it. I like it a lot. Really good, really good one there. And we'll do one more here. Oh, this one. Oh shoot, I don't know who it's from though. Uh, it's such a good comp. That's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm skipping it. Sorry. Uh, we'll do one more here. Oh, we'll do this one. This one's Bedits. Uh, big time, big time listener Bedits. Uh, got that tier three Mundo. I'm I'm always enjoying a comp that wins with a tier three Mundo. Um, he's kind of <laughs> fallen out of favor a little bit just because he. I think he they fixed a bug where he doesn't gain mana as much as he did at the beginning, so he got significantly worse, and that was intended to do that. So it's sad, but give me, give me a tier three Mundo. I want to see I want to see him show up more. Get put the scaling back up for Mundo specifically, and no one else. <laughs> Uh, Hire this guy, balance team. He knows what he's talking. I know about. what I'm talking about. It's Buff Mundo, Buff Mundo. Okay, last thing before we go, we had one new iTunes review, guys. If you are listening on Spotify, iTunes, wherever, make sure you do leave us a review. It's super helpful. Uh, this one is from NJ Sully on Apple Podcast. Great show, five star review. I decided to take a few months off from TFT to focus on my college education. When school break started, I came back uh, to a daunting new set two and knew nothing. Little Legends Podcast helped me get right back into the game as if I had never left. Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work thank you and jay sully we do try to do that uh and fail a lot of the times but you know sometimes <laughs> we do help some people that's great but that is going to be it guys thank you everyone for listening again we've talked about the links to where to go discord is going to be the best place discord me so uh little legends podcast check out super league gaming super league what is it super league.com super 
Superleague.com. Superleague.com. Make sure you check that out. See if there's a place to play. And if you guys are playing, let us know in the Discord. Uh, we'll shout you out and all that good stuff. Tag us everything and all things in between as well but that's gonna be it thank you everyone for listening and again thank you to our ten dollar patrons angry frog undead gamer and dr pepper we will see you guys later for boop for deep erickson i am the blevins and we'll catch you guys not next week or next week for a little mini holiday episode but after that we'll catch you later bye-bye bye Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.